Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to Josh and Joe's currently untitled podcast. Yeah, working title, you're thinking perhaps, would be... Love is an effing battlefield. Effing, because you don't, you don't want to use the F word, because we want to continue to be able to list this as a clean podcast. Is that what the thinking is? We like our options, I yeah. think. Keep our options open. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this is, this goes. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, I think okay. that sounds wonderful. And I think with that title, it might be deduced by our very new audience that predominantly we might be talking about matters of the heart and relationships and communicating through those difficult minefields, right? Minefields, absolutely. Landmines. Landmines. Now, <laughs> these sound like negative connotations for relationships. Maybe we might want to oh. think of a more positive way well, to describe them. Battlefield, maybe a little negative, a little militant. Well, landmines can be explosive, and love can be explosive. Ooh. But in a literal sense, a minefield would probably right. be a bad thing to wander into. Would you agree with that? We're not going to lose any limbs on this podcast. No. no. So. We're really here because there's a lot of questions among people in my age group anyway. I mean, you're, I know you're 32 years old. Yeah, that's what everyone says. <laughs> that's not true. I once was. So when you say a lot of questions for people around your age group, without necessarily letting everyone know what your actual age is, would you like to kind of give yourself more of a... Rotter? I would say somewhere between 23 and 53. <laughs> so because... I measure me closer to one of those. I'm not going to say which one. Right. Because you're out of college. Yes. Some people might have questions about where do they go from here? Maybe you had a college boyfriend and these people need guidance. And I, for one, think that Mr. Joshua Cup here, who I actually refer to as my relationship Mensa. <laughs> Secretly. I don't know if you know that. Putting your eggs in a terrible basket there. I, I'm kidding. That's nice. I appreciate that. We do talk about these things with some frequency. And I also want to say our first sponsor for the program is uh, my server, Lindsay, doing the silverware downstairs, <laughs> which is undoubtedly being picked up by the microphone. So Lindsay owes us 50 bucks. That's okay, true. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. That's fair. So we are now a paid podcast. And I'm taking this right out of Lindsay's tips tomorrow at the Owl. I think that's very fair. So very fair. When I first met Josh, it was March 18, 2022. And that was almost a year ago. And I remember the very first conversation after he served me my shrimp risotto, which mm. was very good, by Did the way. Did you enjoy that? I Better than the schnitzel? No. The schnitzel came in the summertime. And oh. the let me tell you, those schnitzels, I had... Three a week, at least, Oof. in the summertime. Yeah, you did uh, pound the schnitzel a little bit, <laughs> as they say. Very good. Okay, so you remember the date. I do, because it was my birthday lunch for oh, myself. Oh, that would make it easy to remember. Yes. So I met Josh, and we immediately started talking about relationships and the hardships that we go through as individuals um, going through life and figuring out what? Why are? Why do we have failed relationships? Um, why do we have successful ones? And how do we get into one? Mm. And you had some really good advice for me, and you immediately gave me Esther Perel as a source yeah. of intelligence on this topic. Yeah, she. So she's great. I mean, I've read um, her two main uh, literary gems would be Save Affairs and then Mating in Captivity. Is that right? Um, I've read both of those in my kind of around kind of pre-COVID into the COVID times uh, journey of trying to educate myself on different types and styles of relationships. And um, I think in, in a lot of those writings also were um, a lot of theories and ideas on how to better communicate. And um, I always feel like that's super interesting because communication you take with yourself outside of romantic relationships into professional relationships, relationships with your friends, family. Um, and being able to communicate effectively sounds like a big generic kind of, um, you know, just a, just a big grouping of different thoughts and ideas and how to communicate. Like I think that, you know, being trying to be fairly straightforward and, and getting to the point and talking about things that maybe 
our parents wouldn't have talked about or, you know, folks that um, that we're friends with are a little bit on in age where they wouldn't really get to the crux of the matter and they would skate around it or just not talk about it at all. You know, I, I think that a lot of our conversations around the greater bar area at Thirsty Owl tend to be pretty fun and, and spirited and kind of no holds barred. Right? right. Is that fair? Absolutely. And, you know, I think our conversations evolve towards that neck of the woods pretty quickly. All the time. And I think, I have, a, I have a question for you. How, what percentage of the day, the time we spend, do you think, and I'm going to categorize this, I know you don't like it, men and women think about relationships or a girl they just met or a guy they just met. Just give me a round number on how, okay. what percentage of I'm the gonna day. I'm going to go nerd alert for a second. I'm going to ask you to... Um, Define relationship. Do you mean a romantic endeavor? Yes, romantic endeavor. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, I, I am a male of the species. I think that when something has gone horribly wrong, I think about romantic endeavors probably up to 85% of my day. That includes when I'm working, when I'm Working out, I mean, between working and working out, you've covered probably half of my day or more than that anyways. But um, when things are going really well, 85%. When things are just kind of status quo, probably not as much. So the, that would average out for me as a male of the species at probably in the mid 60% of the day. That's, I'm literally thinking about that. I have no problem saying that. And this is a question that's a great question to ask because I, I think that a lot of people – think about the romantic endeavors a lot. And they, they probably also wonder, you know, if other people think about it as much or if the person that they're seeing or in a relationship with or in a marriage with or in some sort of, you know, form of relationship with, I think they wonder if, if they think about it as much, you know, whether it's going great or whether it's going poorly or whether it's however it's going. But I think when things are going really well or something sad and tragic has happened, within a relationship or a relationship ends, then I think about it constantly. Well, my view, and this is both from personal experience and a quick survey I did. Oh, yes. surveys. I, I've, I surveyed a lot. Data. Do you say data or data? Data. Data. Data points. Data or data? Data. Data is too Data's old school. old school. Yeah. Geeky. My showing my age. Geeky. I'm also in that demographic, 23 to 53. That's right. I'll have you know. <laughs> Sure? I fall into that. Yes. Now, are we talking year in years of living or in maturity? Human year. Oh, maturity. I'm just at the very precipice of the front end in maturity. Uh, yeah. We needed to clarify that. Actual years? Yes. Maybe towards the tail end. The dog back years. Back that bell curve. Yeah. Not dog years. No. Okay. No. So, I think women, specifically women who are in new relationships <laughs> that they are trying to figure out. You okay there? Yeah, someone poured that drink a little strong. I don't know who did that. Was that you, Joe? That was, uh, that was you behind. And was that you? Jesus. <laughs> you behind the bar here. <laughs> this is another uh, endorsement from Stewart's where you bought your Stewart's, mango. Yeah. I don't know if we can talk about a, the actual company on air, but we're going to give it a go. Okay. Well, your source for your favorite mango. I'm sure they'll <laughs> only sue us a little bit, so that's nice. We right. got that going for us. Hey, if somebody's suing us, that means we're making a difference yeah, in someone, that means someone someone's life. Heard the podcast. Right. Well, here's the thing with women, and mm. at least um, again speaking for myself and a lot of people I speak to, there's a lot of angst and anxiety that mm. women um, go through when one you just met someone, or whether it's online or you're texting, and then two you're on the second date. Are we or aren't we on the fourth week? Do we are we committed? Do you put me on your Facebook or do I put you on my Facebook as a Facebook? relationship? Are you kidding me? Uh, that was a real. Is that still a thing? That was a real question. Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, but I didn't think anyone really did that anymore. They, Does anyone use they, Facebook still? Some people literally update their relationship status religiously because it means you say something status or to them. Status. Oh my goodness, status. Status. I yes. Know. Does anyone say st status? No, Same never. British thing? Never heard it as status. Isn't Andy Murray a tennis player from England? He just had a big win the other night in the Australian Open. Do you think he says status? Oh, definitely status. The Andy, Brits. if you're listening, great job. Five hours, 45 minutes win. Came from two sets down. Wow. And then he won the next three sets, which, of course, you'd have to do in a five-set 
That is a ball buster. That is. That is. And I think he saw it as such because he's right. a little on as, in age, as they say, in the tennis years. But, uh, Andy, if you're listening, status or status? We He'll be calling that. in. But back to what you're saying. Okay, we've, we've talked about this. We've done a, a, a tiny bit of prep work, some of us more than others. I just printed pages. out 17 pages of notes. I had to go to Staples. They are open at 9.30 at night. And to get a ream of paper to print out your notes for the first uh, episode here. Yes, sir. And, uh, sir, wow. I, yeah, wow. So, yeah, and I think one of the issues that we're going to be battling with from time to time is your big division between men and women and how you think that they think so differently. Correct. I'm not certain that they do. And that's going to be a big part of this podcast, I feel like. Okay. So is there another question in there where you're saying, do, do I think that women um, analyze what's going on in a relationship more than a guy does? Is that the question? And are we analyzing it too much? For example, earlier uh, we were discussing the fact that if you are undecided about a person in your life, your answer was... Yeah, chalk them. I mean, I don't mean that in a mean way, but if you're in doubt and you have feelings of overwhelming indifference, I think it's time to... It's like to make it... We're going to talk about sports a lot in this podcast, sure. too. Sure. Because... Because I'm such I a feel sports like you're a sport, aficionado. You're, you're like a sports ball person. I, and that's a fun way of saying... You don't know what the hell's going on with a lot of sports, but you've been to a lot of Seiko's ball games. I have, and um, you're learn you're learning at a rapid rate. Thank a you. A rapid rate. But so, an analogy for football would be if you're with someone and you're not sure if you should continue or not. I think it's like, you know, third and twelve. You just punt. You kick. You just you ditch it. If you're a sports person, you would know what that means. So when it's third down and a long ways to go you just kick to the other team and you know it's like you, it's a defensive situation you don't don't continue on with that okay so with that do you decide on the first date do you decide on the second date oh, it's whenever you're feeling it i mean the thing is someone can you know grow on you there's no question about that i mean there have been relationships i've had in the past where i wasn't overwhelmed with you know what the chemistry or the vibe was to start and then someone had you know had grown on me and um, it wound up being a, a wonderful relationship, right? But, you know, if you're with someone for a measurable period of time, you know, let's call that, you know, three, four months or something like that, and you, you know, don't have, you have a feel, feeling of, like, overwhelming indifference, I think that's a third and 12. I think you punt and you drive something else or... Be solo. I always say, like a, a, a hot bath and a good book. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, third and twelve months or third three months. You said that's a really long time. We live in the digital age. People are swiping left, they're swiping right, they're swiping up and down. Mm -hmm. So to me, um, you know, third third month, you're you might as well get married. That that's a long time in the digital online dating world. So let me ask you this: You're texting with someone, you're vibing with them. And it gets kind of boring or repetitive after, what, four days, five days? How Jesus. much time do you give it? Jesus, are you terminally ill? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I hear what you're saying, but like, how, do you only have like a year to live? Are you really trying to, to expedite the process here? I love the word expedite, and I want to get to that real fast. We'll get back to this, because this is a great topic. But I always like to help expedite the boarding process. You know, make sure that you, you know, put your, your carry-on shit in the right spots up above. In an airplane. Right. Uh, uh, not, a, not, a, not a stewardess. That's not the right thing. A flight attendant. Flight attendant. Right? Mm -hmm. But expedite, to speed up, right? I love that word. We need to use that word more. Well, let's expedite the decision-making. No, no, the decision-making process of men. Okay, fair enough. What are you, oh, whoa, whoa. See, there you go with the woman yes, and thing. Yes, this is true. Let's, let's kick these boys out on their ass because I, they didn't send a funny text. Are we or aren't we? That is a very good question to be asking. What's going on here? It's simple, but it's it's deep, right? Are we or uh, aren't we? So you're saying... These are the questions a, women have. I and know, I'd, I'd rather... And men. The dates I can talk to about stewards, bring them up. But I don't want to use the... That dating app that starts with a T. I don't want to use that word on right. here, but let's say that app. Like if we're talking about that, or we're Bumble, or oop, I, uh, oh, or the one 
that starts with a B that sounds like it's, it's Humble. To do with, with bees, right? So what you're saying is, is you want to ditch someone after a couple of bad texts. Okay, we spend a lot of time. I'm not mad at you. I'm just trying to understand the question. The question is, when do you decide to walk away? And when do you decide to kind of like, maybe it'll happen? You gotta hang out in person. I think with the with the dating apps, like I think you have to have a cocktail, and I I always recommend that more than going to dinner or something like that. If you don't enjoy someone two and a half hours, are you kidding me? I'm making a you know gesture of like that's not what something I would want to do. So I think I think drinks is a good call there, right? Right. Or but if you say coffee, then are you really lame? But then you know someone might have a, a tough relationship with alcohol, so coffee would be fine too. But I don't like coffee. I'm a child, Joe. Child. <laughs> you are. Give me packets of Swiss Miss I have in here. Over under would be set at 38. I bet you I have around 38 packets of Swiss Miss hot chocolate. Do you put on your socks at night, your little mittens, and no. you kind of have a no. cup of Swiss Miss right really, before really, you go to bed? I really don't. I, I don't have all those fancy bedtime attire things, but I do have hot chocolate. We do have lit candles here in the room, it and it's nice. very fancy smells. Yeah, so I, yeah. you know, somebody told me once they walked in here. As you know, I take all my friends here. Um, Wait to my place. This sounds like a brown chicken brown. No, cow. the thirsty what? owl. You know. Okay. Oh, to, okay. Yeah, yeah, to the thirsty owl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said to me, she said he's really in touch with his feminine side. Oh. And I thought he's gonna love hearing. Did that I have one. my salmon sweatshirt on from Vioria? Is it salmon or salmon? So salmon would be what my college golf coach called it, and he also said umbrella instead of umbrella. That's Dr. Murray Rudisill. Does he say status? Boy, Christian. No status for sure, okay. but he would say salmon if we went out to eat. I'll have the salmon. I said Murray, I'm pretty sure it's salmon. But if you're from Gastonia, North Carolina, you say salmon. But did he also order it with a Merlot? Merlot. Oh, no drinking for Dr. Um, Marisol. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the devil's, devil's fair. Yeah. Okay, so I took another survey on the same topic of how long do you hang on, right? So Wait, are we still talking about the, the, the dating app thing? No, we're uh, we're talking about expediting, right? Let's expedite the process. A woman like to oh, know. Women the boarding like to process? Know. Yeah. Women like to Women like to know. Men like to know, too. So let's not get... You're getting really gender-specific on the confusion of relationships, dating, and communication. Trust me, no one knows what the hell they're doing. The last Have time you I... been in a relationship? Have you been friends with a boy or a girl? Have you been disappointed by how any of them act? Yes. With some frequency, I might add. So let's let's keep the penises and the vajayjays right out of it. Let's just say... Anyone would like to know how long to hold on to something. Well, I think this is part of the reason I'm doing this podcast because I'm not a public person. I'm always the one behind the scenes. But for me, I think it's important to get into the minds of men okay. so that I can actually understand right. it better. We're learning here too, folks. I don't know if this is more of a female-based podcast and I'm kind of like the, the male voice of it to try to give the male perspective. The feminine We're not male. Sure. We'll figure it out. You know, like if you go, if you watched Friends all 93 seasons, then you go back to the first few episodes of the first season, you're like, are they really in the right character yet? Is Joey still giving me a, how you doing? Is Phoebe still like the useless character? Like, I find her useless. Smelly Cat. Smelly Cat was at the peak of her game. Yeah. And then she had the twin. Did you have a twin? Like, I thought that was decent. Triplets. No, 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 no. I think she was a twin. She Didn't she have an evil twin? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Right, but I, I just, and you know, the answer to that is they're fairly in character. I give them a B or a B minus for their first season and how they acted in the first episode versus the last episode. I agree. They stuck to it. They did. Yep, they, they stuck did. to it. Yeah, there was, the casting was strong. Okay, so in the spirit of wanting to know right away, I asked a few people, what are the three questions you would ask a person you just met and realized that you might be into them? So, would you like to hear the funny ones first? Yeah, fire away. There's only three? Three questions. I gave okay. each person three questions okay. to give me back. Well, the funny ones, and I'm so sorry to raise this, but do you like BDSM? I do, think. Do, are you asking me if I I'm do? not asking you, okay, Joshua good. Cup. Yeah. I'm ask, this is one of the questions that a, a male person at, wanted to ask, wants to ask a girl in the, on the first yeah, the date. First date. First date. 
Okay, that's interesting. Am I allowed? Do you want me to comment on each one? Or Not that one okay, because I'm pretty sure that was funny, haha, kind of, sort of serious, but funny, haha. Wait, do you, when you say that, do you mean do you think the guy was serious when he asked it, or do you think he was just making a joke? I think 50-50. I really do. That sounds like being a little pregnant. Like either you meant to ask it or it was just a joke and you're looking for a giggle. I'm not going to speak for this person, but that question okay. was posed as Very a good. I think. Very good. I think a cute one from a girl was, do you have a walk-in closet because I own a lot of stilettos? Oof. You can comment on that one. All right, is she trying to say like it's sexy to have stilettos? Like she'll wear it in the I think buff? So. Or is that like, because on a materialistic side, that would have me running for the hills. Like I have 90 pairs of stilettos. I hope you have a walk in closet. I think it's kind of cute because she's saying, hey, I kind of like you. I could see myself moving in with you as long right, as you have a big walk in closet. Like, hey, you know my background in, in, with my. With Seiko's mom and the whole kind of situation of liking things and having a lot of belongings. Like I, that was, a, that was a tough one for me. So that would, that would be a yellowish to orange flag. Red flag. For me. Like there's better ways to be sexy and say, hey, I'm interested. In, and I'm really interested as far as being 28 minutes into our drink state. So in the spirit of expediting, no second date for that one for you. <laughs> I don't know if I would break it down that that quickly, but um, yeah, that, that like I said, a yellow to orange. Okay. Or orange, some say. Orange. Florida or Florida for you? Florida. Grocery or grocery? Grocery. Grocery? What do I have? You're like in the do minority. I, You're in the minority. Did I have braces when I said yeah, it? Yeah, quickly. Grocery, grocery. 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 Wow, I'm in the minority. Groceries for like people with Invisalign in their mouth. Like oh. you can't talk. Really? <laughs> or I think braces. Most people say grocery. I have never heard grocery. You are kidding. Garage or garage? Garage. Okay. Um, Target or Target? Oh, naughty. Target. <laughs> See, that's the second date immediately. Home run! Oh, touchdown! If you get your candles from Walmart, second date. <laughs> second date. It has to be floral. In but you gotta understand, for me, that's a that's a that's a loss for the woman to get a second date. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it, right? Okay, so all right, so the stiletto thing. What's okay. the third one? The third one actually came from my twenty-year-old son. You really enunciated that well. Say say twenty again. Twenty-year-old son. Oh. Um, his question was, do you like horror movies? Yeah, see, that's cute. Now, I like that. Yeah. So I would never, okay, so I, uh, I, I, am, I am straight, but you wouldn't think so by, like, if you went over and looked and said, yes, I do have DVDs, I am old. And at the top end, the far end of that, that curve of 23 to 53, I think I have two or three copies of Love Actually. I have probably... Three. And I don't know if this is everyone knew that I liked it, so they got it for me, or if I feared being without them. But before there was Netflix or you know Amazon or Prime Video or anything like that, I that means you had DVDs, right? Right. I have probably two, at least two copies of uh, Notting Hill. I have the director's cut. That's embarrassing. That's a fist. I got, I got a, that's fi a, fist, a fist bump. That's a fist bump. This is not a video podcast. It might be at some point, um, but it isn't right now. Or you would have seen that. It's a fist bump. Um, yeah, I think it's neat, like genre of, of like, what do you listen to? What do you read? Uh, what do you yeah. watch for movies or, or short screen? You know, like if you're just looking for the small screen, like what shows do you watch? Watch Ozark. Well, what does that say about them? Oh, they might think that like, like myself, Jason Bateman should be an A-lister, but he's really like a B-plus lister, right? Right. Oh, I can, I can, I dig this person. Yeah. They also like. Jason Bateman. So you know we're talking I mean? about compatibility here. So. Yeah, so that's a cute question. I'm yeah. good with that. Well, do you know, I asked him why. Why? Pray tell, I said. I didn't say pray tell, but I thought that yeah, was Yeah, that cute. was a little bougie. Yeah, a little bougie. He said, you can say, you can, you can see, you can learn a lot yeah. about how a person reacts to stressful events when you watch a horror movie with them, how they handle conflict, and their overall aversion to risk. Who raised this kid, I ask you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Not me. That was totally so his father. His father was into horror films? Or no, not? his father's quite circular in his thinking in that way. So circular or pragmatic. Pragmatic, like, okay, right. Okay. But that was so, cute, right? All right, so... I, all right, I watched The Blair Witch Project <laughs> when I was in my late 20s. And this was at a time where I had... I was, li- I was living in the winters in Orlando. I was playing professional golf. I was touring the country, if not the world. And um, wasn't great at it. I hit a lot of them sideways. And I hit them in like people's backyards and into their barbecue, to their pool, if you will. And um, that was a problem because you want to hit it straight when you're to the hole. professional golf. Well, yes. To the flag, well, to the hole, right? Sounds, sounds leading. Um, and in the summers when I wasn't playing, I would come back to central New York where I'm from, from well, New York. And from time to time, I would... That the odd weekend or a couple of days I'd stay at my parents because I didn't have a home there. I, I lived in, I, I based out of Orlando, which is a lot of golf courses, like the golf capital of the world. Beautiful. But if, you know, if I had a bunch of events in the Northeast, I mean, I would come back to Rome. It would make sense. And I remember they were, at that point in time, I think they were kind of, they were building Thirsty Owl at that point mm. out in the Finger Lakes. So they're out there a lot. And so I was, I was Macaulay Culkin. I was home alone. I was like, and this is back in the day where there's DVDs. Maybe there's VHS. I don't even know. Betamax. When did Blair Witch Project come out? I don't know. Oh. So we have smartphones. We can look that. We can look that up, right? So so it comes out, and I hear all these great things about it, and I'm watching it, and I watch the whole thing. And at the end, the kids like standing in the corner. Did you watch the Blair Witch Project, Anna? Did you watch? You did. Okay. 1999. 99. So you're born. Is that DVDs? I think it Definitely is Definitely DVD. Okay, all right. VHS and then beta shortly before that. Before that. Then it was like real, real. I don't know what was before uh, that. Because I'm not even that old. I didn't, I'm not past 50 Are you sure? Yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I watched that and I was so scared. And I'm in my late 20s. I slept with every light on in the house that night. My parents have this really big house now. It's Wes's house, my younger brother. He lives there now, which is, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, I was so scared I slept with all the lights on. So long story longer, I would, and I mean, not that your 20-year-old son wants to date me, but I'm just saying, like, I would fail that test. Completely. Like if, there, are, there are lots of women that are really into scary movies. I call them scary movies. Even saying horror movies scares me. You don't like that. I really say scary The way movie. horror movies? You don't like saying horror movies? Yeah, it makes me scary. <laughs> but here's my, here's my theory on that, right? And then we'll get back to the dating stuff. If in a horror movie, I feel like I could beat up the bad guy, then I'm not scared of it. Freddy Krueger, can you or not? No, I think he'd whip my ass. Is he the guy with the mouth? Jason. Jason? I didn't understand his powers. I didn't understand the why he was so powerful. Stick. But I don't understand why he was so powerful. Okay. Now, if I saw The Ring, a 10-year-old girl with long, nappy hair... I could whip her ass. I'm not saying she comes out of that TV and before she gets to the ground, uppercut, roundhouse. I mean, I might be into it for some domestic violence. You can't really hit a ten-year-old girl with nappy hair, but I think I could have worked her. Like that wouldn't I would have been fine with that. You could have just picked her up, drop her back in the well. I mean she did Right back down the well. She'd be super pissed. I'd hope she wouldn't get back out. But what is the worst thing she could do? Like I didn't understand that movie. I thought it was great. Okay, but the freakiest movie for me... How Sixth Sense, Misha Barton, oh. who wound up being very attractive. But in that movie, she's like a 13-year-old who's poisoned by her parent, by her mother, I believe. That's not scary. Oh, yes. The 12, right. 13-year-old girl barfing all the time? That's right. not scary. So Sixth Sense, I was good with. Bruce Willis. You know, I mean, he did a great job. Amazing that. acting. And... Haley something Olsen. The, the oh, boy. Yeah, the boy. Haley James the Olsen. The scene at the end with the mom. I see dead people. Okay, but like I'm trying to make this super sensitive. So the scene with the mom, there's a car accident. Oh. Right? And the scary biker who dies comes to the window. Yes. And then <clears throat> he shares with the mom that grandma comes by and she says you know, you know, if you do see her or something like that, I'm paraphrasing, right. you know, um, 
by the way, grandma says every day, right? Do you remember this? I'm going to finish this off and we're going to tear up right now. Anna's going to tear up over there, our producer and director. Okay. But she says, I don't know what you ask all the time when you say prayers at night, when you try to speak to your mom, to grandma. But the answer is every day. And then, then the kid says, well, what is it that you ask? And then, then the mom tears up and now she finally believes that the kid is seeing these, these ghosts. Right. So, and then she says, I ask her every night before I go to bed, do I make her proud? Oh, that is a great film. I'm calling it a film. When I say film instead of movie, that means I really think it's special. That's a special film. I think they got all kinds of awards for that movie. Maybe they did. We can look it up. But that doesn't make it good. If someone else thinks it's good, if we think it's good. Can we coin the cup award, the cup movie (laughs) award? (laughs) The JoJo award. Josh Josh and Joe. Josh and Joe. First two letters of my name, everyone calls me Joe, right? Everybody. All right, so let's get back to this. Okay. So what was the question on the table? I remember the question. Again, expediting. Expediting. Welcome to our podcast. We have, we have, women like to have questions answered. So in another one I got was in rapid fire, I got to read this in rapid fire, Mm. you know, uh, fashion. Lightning round. Lightning round. Let's get after it. Three questions, one guy asking it. Number one, are you single? Number two, are you free tonight? And when are we getting naked? Am I answering that? No. What is happening right now? That's the question that he. That's the question that he (laughs) texted me, and I said, "Well, wait a minute. I thought your favorite question was what book do you read?" And he said, "Well, that's for the wife material. You asked me what I would ask somebody on a first date." Well, you wouldn't ask someone on a first date if they were single because you'd assume that they're either in a situation where they are allowed to date. Au contraire. What? Another topic. That is very important to women is? and men. I oh, guess. you had to add. Look at that. A little aside. I'm you added quick, the men thing. I'm a quick learn. All right. So listen, folks, we're not mad at Joe because she always she always just kind of talks about women. But I think that what this really is, she wants to know some answers herself. She's doing a podcast. So maybe some call in at some point. Maybe some questions from the audience. Ooh. She wants to know for herself. I... And that's why you keep talking about just the female perspective. No, uh, the I'm last time, the last time I looked in the mirror, I have assets that no, men don't. Would, would so, you a right, my mind goes to the female, and I do need to relearn the vocabulary. Right, Esther Perel talks a lot about this. We have to change the vocabulary. We have to reframe questions and the way we think, because in a modern world and modern relationships. Yes. Life is very different than right. from 70 years ago when women were baby years ago making. When I was just in high school. 70 years ago, not no, seven years ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> Are we in a horror <laughs> movie right <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Benjamin Button aging backwards. <laughs> right, exactly. That was the first movie I saw with Maite, Francisco's mother. Oh. She fell asleep. Was that an analogy? Did not snore. Oh. So was it was kind of a negative she fell asleep. The not snoring, I thought it was a real winner. <laughs> So there was a second date. was desperate at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was a second date. There was no second. There was a second yeah. date. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Got it. Got it. Yeah, apparently, because I got married to her and had a child with her. Yeah. Yes. We'll a beautiful child, yeah. I may add. Cool. Yes. Cool. So okay. So I've heard you talk before about the concept of new relationship energy. Yeah, NRE. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Walk me through that, and why is that important? Are you kidding me? No. Wait, are you asking because you want me to teed up for other people, or do you really want to know? You know this. I really want to know because I really do feel that's the best part of the relationship. It is. Isn't it? It is. Go but for what's it. also really cool is when you have longevity and you still maintain some of that, but it's really cool to get beyond that and still really want to hang out with someone and, and still want to learn things that. Maybe they were a little hesitant or trepidatious in sharing with you or, you know, keeping it physically really fun as well. Because that, for a lot of people, fans out. And ironically, a lot of folks, Dr. Wednesday Martin, one of them, Mm -hmm. a scholar in this category, believe that the physicality fans out for the female faster than it does for the male. And we'll get to that. That'll be a yes. book that we'll read. Okay? It's called Untrue. And that's one we're both going to knock out. That's a great book. And it's about 
like kind of female sexuality and uh, fidelity and really cool stuff. Like like right up our alley for what we're trying to do, I believe, sure. in this podcast. Right? So you're saying the women lose interest in the male form, physically, physical form, than before faster men than men do. Correct. I would never have Many guessed studies. that. So this isn't just, you know, me throwing it out there. It's a great, great book. So if you end up being a fan of this podcast and you want to get ahead of the game, untrue, Dr. Wednesday Martin. Do I think that's her real first name? I'm not positive. But that is true, okay? Okay. So your question for me is again? It, walk me through what new relationship energy new, is. Okay, NRE. So, um, N-R-E, not... Yeah. So no, it's just an acronym for it. Yeah. New relationship energy. You have to kind of say that or else no one will be like, what the hell are you talking about? I think there's a lot of acronyms in, in modern matters of the heart and relationship styles and all that stuff. And we'll always try to do a good job of explaining that. So it's just new relationship energy, whether it's just you just meet someone... And you have a way of communicating with them if it's a you know text message or through an app or whatever, and you're really really interested, um, and that should happen really fast. I believe if you are super interested, and that that energy that's produced by that new connection is called kind of NRE, um, and that can be from initial contact to a few weeks in, um, and you just can't wait to see them. It's all you think about, and that's when you're at. 90%. You're operating on 90% thinking about romance versus, you know, work or family or mundane tasks, going grocery shopping. You, you know, you go to the grocery store for 20 things and you come out with three because you can't stop thinking about Skip or Sally. Those are my generic names for men and women, right? And so NRE is beautiful. Everyone's been in it. They just haven't really known what to call it. And it is a little dangerous. And if you are a real thinking person's human, you want to get through that fast because if it's a relationship that is really meant to stand the test of time, you want to see how well that stands up beyond the NRE. Okay, you're going probably four episodes past where I yeah, wanted to go with this out, one. We're gonna knock out NRE, we're gonna knock it out. Because okay. it is a beautiful thing. But okay, so my own when you first said that phrase, NRE, the first thought in my mind was I was 15 years old, totally in love, blonde, blue-eyed kid who can sing in school. Are you talking about me? Oh wait. No, we didn't go my to the same school. My falsetto is <laughs> tremendous. Shall we test that? I got Anna, a new can mic. You cure, can you cue Careless Whisper oh. by Wham? You could just put the I'm just kidding. <laughs> Folks, this isn't the paid. This isn't the paid version, because you'd have to really pay for that. To to run out of the room, yes. <laughs> to pay to turn it off, because it, it, whatever. If you're listening to your car on your headphones, it won't turn off until you pay. Until you wire us money. Exactly. Right. So, to me, I don't know if new relationship energy is that like giddy feeling. It is that feeling. Okay, the giddy. Oh my 15, god, he. Okay, yeah, he Esther would me. say this. Okay. She would say when you're 14, 13, 14, 15, Seiko's 12, but he hasn't, he hasn't quite gotten there yet. And that's fine, because we'll talk about Seiko probably a little bit in this podcast. Yes. Um, but when you're 15, you're more in the stage of anticipating your first real, honest-to-goodness adult relationship. It's more of an anticipation mm. thing, Okay. Like, great example would be, like, Beatlemania, okay? They came over to the States. I Want to Hold Your Hand was the first single they released here. And they came to the States, and they come to the stage on the Ed Sullivan Show, and all these girls, I can say girls because they're under, all under 18, I'm sure, most of them. Right. They're screaming and they're clawing. Like, those guys were not attractive. If you think John Lennon's attractive or was attractive, you need to see an ophthalmologist stat, Right. John Lennon, not attractive not, man. Not, not Yoko Ono. He was attractive at 19. He was attractive at 25. Like, he was not attractive. Man. No. Fair? Yes. Paul McCartney? Kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. Ringo Starr? <laughs> Absolutely not. George Harrison? No way, no how. So, it was just the fact that they were sweeping the nation, Beatlemania, and they're screaming. Like, that hysteria was them anticipating their first true feelings of romance or love. Okay. So when you were 15 and you felt like off the charts, that was more of that. But it's a first cousin to NRE, I would say. 
I think it's because the newness, it's raw, your hormones are raging, right, right, you know. Right. That's what I see as NRE. I don't right. know if that translates to, you know, somebody who has had an, a heartbreak or divorced or separated. I mean, how do you know that it's real? Um, well, you don't. And I don't yeah. That's why I'm saying the thinking person doesn't want to speed through it, but they want to get past it. So that they can figure out what what is real and what is just the giddiness and the anticipation of maybe the one great relationship that they probably haven't had yet. Right. And it could be. It could be. Right? We don't know. And that's why I would rather kind of get past that. It's a wonderful stage. But if you think about it, it is a blind stage. When you say love is blind, I think that is more that NRE, you know, version of romance because as you get on in your relationship you know let's say you move in with skip you're cohabitating he pees on the toilet seat he doesn't put the milk away when he pours his fruity pebbles that that shit ain't nre anymore <gasps> well no if it annoys you it's no longer nre if it is an nre extinguisher guys put the milk away and put the toilet seat down please right but I mean, if you want to talk about ways to get past it, there you go, right? But okay, but it's just not a realistic. You're not going to keep up that giddiness. It's childish. It's, it's not going to. It's that's not going to last. Like the great loves. When you talk, I don't think of great loves as being the Notebook. I don't think of them as being a Disney movie. I think of them as, you know, people that are celebrating their thirtieth, fortieth, fiftieth wedding anniversary, and they've had up and downs. And, but they are still each other's best friends, and they know that the other one has sucked from time to time, but they're still into it. And that, to me, is so much cooler than the first half of The Notebook or NRE. Like, that is where I would want to get. That has so much value to me, I can't even begin to explain it. So I fast-forwarded this podcast three seasons right. let alone three episodes so let me but get NRE is a thing and I think we've talked about it I think we've explained it I I actually have one last question about that but I'm gonna break this up a little bit with a little commercial break can I just explain why it's important to put the toilet seat down for girls because you'll fall into the toilet and it's happened to me and NRE went down the toilet you know fast look at the metaphor the toilet <laughs> metaphor so guys Okay, so the toilet seat thing, I think the guys just get caught in the whole they've peed on the toilet seat. Yeah. So here, here's my take. Never lift it up. And if you happen to miss, clean it appropriately. Then you don't have to worry about the toilet seat going up and down. But the problem is most men just shake. They don't even clean. So Shake the tool? What are you talking about? You're telling somebody if you peed on, they just, they just walk away, most of them. Listen, I have a 36 inseam. I have long legs. It has been far more difficult for me to sink the Cheerios than it is anyone else. And I have never once, I have never once missed and not taken care of that shit. I'm going to walk about 20 feet to your toilet yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, go to it. And I check. Dare you. Is it the white glove test? <laughs> what? Have you ever, the white glove test? Like Are you a, in a museum? <laughs> Are you, you holding Babe Ruth's you, baseball you, you, check, you check for dust with a white glove. Anyway, I think... No. So what I'm trying to say is guys don't understand the whole thing, of, and I'm glad you asked that. If you don't put the toilet seat back down, you will fall in. And it happens in the middle you, of the night. you fall in the toilet? I, like I said, NRE flushed down the toilet. I just... You, you sit in that. So I was, I was trying to kid about... If you guys go back about two minutes, I was trying to kid about how... How pee on the toilet seat is a NRE repellent. Correct. And I was right. Correct. Because yeah. do you know how horrible it is at 2.30 in the morning, you walk into a dark bathroom and you, you, you do jump, your business jump, jump. and you fall go, in? Go it's horrible. Go pee before You know how many times. <laughs> yeah. We've gone to a basketball game and you've had to stop at 17 stewards between here and what was the last game? <laughs> Two stories. Was it? New Milford. New Milford? I can't remember. Milford. That, that's in New Jersey. Sorry. Milford, that's I, a different episode. Oh, your brain is completely Apple similar. Park. 
Avril Park. Avril Park. So, um, I, I, I miss new relationship energy that I felt as a high schooler. I thought that was the most cute, raw, head in the clouds. The same thing as an adult. I don't know if it happens oh, as much in adults. Come on. Come on. Of course it happens as an adult. Give me an example. When was the last time you felt oh, NRE? That's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's, you know. And how long did you allow it to last? Well, that's the thing is I'm always wanting to fast forward through it. That's not fair to the woman. What in the, what in the actual hell are you talking about? I mean, if you fast forward. I want to say forward, what in the actual F are you talking about? If Everyone you, enjoys. NRE. Yeah. Like this amazing borderline opiate feeling that you have about being excited about something. Like I got, I had NRE today when Francisco's L screen was delivered. What is an L screen? It's a screen that you pitch behind if you're pitching to a good hitter and they hit it right back at you and it doesn't kill you. It hits the net. Ah. I mean, I have wonderful feelings for inanimate objects. I, you beat me to the word inanimate. I was just about to yeah, say it. Mm. Yeah. No, I think, I feel bad for you because I think a lot of adults, a lot of folks that are even as on an age as you and I are, as Mm -hmm. we are certainly contemporaries. Half a century old. Yes. Well, almost. Damn it. I know. Joe. I know. There's some people that were listening that thought I had a young voice. Yes. There's not. It's not a young person. (laughs) But um, no, I think NRA is, is... Almost as prevalent at in your forties as it is in your teens. Okay, Riddle. I I believe that. And if you don't, that's a whole podcast. I'd be very. I can't believe for a second someone who loves life and someone as passionate as you are doesn't feel energy still. That baffles me. But I don't want to keep going on that. Yeah. Because we got to do our listeners a service and continue on. You thought, just so everyone knows, I'm letting you behind the curtain. That's my one and only Wizard of Oz reference in this podcast. You thought that it'd be very difficult to fill up 40 minutes. We're probably close. 47 minutes. See? All right, let's just keep yes. going. Yes, okay. 13 minutes, okay. we got to put a bow on. So, so here's, here's the last thing I want, okay. you, to, I want you to ponder. I, I truly believe, having spoken to many, many people, that women, and I'm so sorry, gender specific, sorry. Sorry. get stuck in the NRE feelings of giddiness. We hang on to that, and I think we hang on to that longer than we ought to and then we're missing the red flags being waved in front of us which is why i believe that there is an issue in today's modern relationship i think there's a lot to learn from what you're saying that in fact you feel that you should fast forward right through nre because for the very reasons you've already outlined so you know, put a pin on that note because, you know, another topic we really need to talk about is hanging on to things that aren't real. All right. Yeah, I mean, I hear all those things. I could talk about any of them, but but shoot one of those to me in a question. Hmm. Think about it. Okay. And in the meantime, because we don't want any dead air, I'm going to jingle my ice cubes around in my delicious drink. And that's just, I know that's being picked up. (laughs) Yes, because it's it's actually blinking. And it is a delicious drink. All right, so we got to find a way to ask a question of: Do do I think that women hang on to NRE longer than men? Yes, while we are missing lots of red flags, like we we like we we hang on to the feeling of when we first met. Oh my God, he looked at me. Oh, that hug was so tight. You know, that kiss was so passionate. And a week later, the person's probably moved okay. on, and right. the women still hang on to that feeling. Okay. I, I just so think that's our nature. Let's get to the red flag. So a lot of this podcast will be like, you have to define stuff, right? Yes. What are red flags for you? Give me a few of them. Oh, I think I'd like to survey some folks for that one, because okay. for me, it might be different. To me, red flags would be, okay, if the person's not that intellectual. Sure. Big red flag for me. Yeah, but you got to be able to chuck that out straight away. I think you should be able to get through that and texting on an app or like it's a, let's say you went to a gin mill and you were having a cocktail and you met someone. They're like, oh, here's my number. You know, give me a call. And so you, so you, so you text them. Well, they wouldn't say that. They'd say text me or be in touch, whatever. Yeah. So you text them 
and they can't get there, there, and there right. Or they, you're and you're, that you are. The spelling, you mean, yeah. like apostrophe. I mean, grammar, spelling. If they can't fight through that, smell you later. So I don't mean to be a, the grammar police. But at the same time, if you can't get that right, we're probably not going to get there. I'm not saying that my IQ is 140, okay? But I will struggle with someone who I don't feel like will operate in a similar one standard deviation above or, or below me. Like, I think, that's, I think that's a tough one. And that's a big part of a relationship because I, I think there are very few people that want to operate with someone in a romantic endeavor where they're not similar, similarly outfitted between the years. And I so think- I love that you said that because that's brilliant and not many people pay much attention to that. And that should be one of the very first things. So the first thing for me, clearly, I mean, you have to be attracted to them physically. And I'll go physically first because if I see so-and-so from across the room, like, okay, let's be very frank. They have to pass the, let's call it the effability test. Like, is that someone that I could potentially think I could be physical with? Now we're getting to the meat of things. No, no, no. But this is men and women. There's no way you see someone you find completely not physically attractive and and they quote a sonnet or a you know Shakespeare and you're like oh wow he's really smart but he's not remotely attractive you're not gonna be like oh I'm gonna go out for cocktails with this guy right yeah so there's that but that's initial that's very simple right but once you get past that then it's for me it's all intellectual all the time or interests similar interests or something like that right I think that's kind of a, a big deal beyond that but the red flags thing if you feel like someone doesn't match you intellectually that'd be very that's a very difficult hurdle to get over that is a out of there yeah yeah just because someone's really you know like you're female and you know a a straight female so like if there's a, a, a gentleman that you were talking with and they happen to be super attractive but you know the there there and there is wrong you gotta I'd have I'd I'd have a hard time with that it depends. What are we looking for? Are you looking for physicality? Like, there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And let's let's get this out of the way real fast. This is a fairly progressive podcast. This isn't, you know, brought to you by the born again Christians of America. No, it's not. You know, but at the same time, we're just trying to be true to ourselves. So if there is an evening where, you know, Joe or someone else is is fancying just a physical endeavor, then there, there, and there wouldn't be quite as weighty a topic. Right? Yeah, it depends on but your... But if you're looking for, seriously, you're looking for quality and some long-term connection, then a struggle with the intellectual similarity would be a... That's a red flag, and you get a noted myth in advance. Yeah. Would you think I'm shallow if I told you I look at men's shoes first? Their shoes? Like the quality of shoe? Yeah. Like the brand? And the style? Name? The style of shoe? Yeah. Yeah. That is a... Terrible determination whether or not to hang out with someone or not. And I wanted to say it quietly but close to the microphone. That's terrible, Joe. I, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. Why? Because open-toed shoes for men. What if you're by the ocean? Deal breaker. Oh, well, you know, of course you're by the ocean. You're not going to be wearing closed-toed shoes. But, you know, open-toed shoes in downtown Saratoga or New York City and... Or you know Washington D.C. where I'm from. But you're really total total deal breaker because you know those are sophisticated places. You don't want to be wearing sandals for oh, even. That's fine. Okay, sandals I can buy that. But if you're saying like you can't wear this brand of shoes. No. Yeah, I'm calling horseshit on that. Let me. I get a newsflash for you. If you. Let's say you go to the track, or you're in Saratoga, or you're wherever. It doesn't matter where you are. If you find a guy that's wearing like really fancy Italian shoes, if you think that's a plus, you're an idiot. No, I don't say it's a plus. I'm just saying they just can't be bad shoes. What do you mean? Like got them at Payless? What are you talking about? Style. Like a stylish shoe or, or like open toed shoes. I have a huge Folks, problem. Joe is going to be talking to you solo for about 90 seconds. 
I'm going into my closet. I own about six pairs of shoes, most of them being running shoes. I'm going to bring them out, and I'm going to say, Joe, if you didn't know me and you saw me wearing these, would you be interested? These, interested. These, interested. I'm going to bring three pairs of shoes. They're going to be the shoes that I wear the most, and you're going to tell me yay or nay. Do I frequent your restaurant quite a bit you with do. all my friends and family, yes. daughter, children? Yes. That tells you that I, you are shoe approved. So you know you don't. What did I wear around you that you thought was cool? I don't wear any fancy Italian shoes. Not open-toed. Okay, moving on. It's just a thing. All right, then give me another okay. red flag. Give me one more red flag. No, on. we're done with the red flags. Okay, change the subject. We're gonna I, have to wrap I up love soon. I love Joe, but I'm grumpy that shoes were a potential red flag. Open-toed I shoes. Expected a little better from her, and uh, but we'll move on. Okay. Thank you. Because one of these days, you're going to tell me what really bothers you about women, and I'm going to do the same to you and just say I'm really disappointed, Joshua Cup. I don't think there'll be a whole lot that you'll think is frivolous oh. or trite. Challenge accepted. Okay, boom. Next. It's yeah. NFL playoff season. See, we're, this is a <laughs> very rugged segue into sports. Correct. No, not really. It's NFL playoff season. Okay. I'm a female who is uh, 10% knowledgeable of sports of any kind. I do. I, I'm pretty athletic. I can play golf. I can. I am very swing critical. I, I have no problem telling you the facts of life. I think you're higher than a, a 10. Okay. 17.3 competent in and, sports. And working. And climbing. And, and, climbing. Cl and climbing. Climbing fast. Climbing fast. So. Yeah. As a female, yeah. I would love to know what smart thing can I say to somebody to impress them at a bar? Not that I'm trying to impress anyone. I'm just saying, what's a cool thing I can it's say? It's nice to have a couple of bolts in your little holster there. Yeah, right? absolutely. That doesn't make sense. Bolts in the chamber. What do you say there? Bullets in the chamber. That sounds dirty. Um, Anyways, so, okay, so let's say, let's say the Super Bowl is set. And we know who's playing in it. Right. So let's say it were the Chiefs and the Eagles, which would be a reasonable guess. Okay? Mm hmm What you could say, if, if someone were having a conversation and you wanted to jump, let's say there were two or three guys talking over there and you thought one of them was pretty hot to trot and he was wearing closed-toed shoes. Thank you. Okay? Then you could sneak over there and say, I can't believe that the Eagles are actually giving points in this game. That mean that the Eagles were the favorite and that the point spread set by Vegas was, let's say, let's say if the Eagles and the Chiefs played, I think they'd be pretty close to a pick'em, which means it would be even. There would be no line. There would be no point spread, meaning that they were very evenly matched. 50-50, yeah. But let's say the Eagles and the Chiefs made the Super Bowl and the Eagles were favored by two. And then you would just say, you would come over and be like, are you guys talking uh, pigskin? Oh. Which is a fancy way of saying football. Well, that I knew. And they would be like, holy, holy shit, like what's going on here? And you say, yeah, I can't believe the Eagles are giving two in this game. That's ridiculous. I am all over the Chiefs getting two. Just talk about the point spread. Do, do I That's then, so easy to look. Just go on to your ESPN app, which you should have. If you don't have an ESPN app right now, Joe. I put ESPN on your television. I don't have ESPN What's app, but song? I do. If you don't know me by now. Oh, yes. I love that song. Red you by Red. Never know me yes, yes, What's yes, yes. Song? Yeah, if you don't know me by now, you'll never, never know yeah. me. Yeah, it's a great you song. Should, if you don't have the ESPN app, I'll need a little Well, I look up NFL.com. I do not have ESPN. I do not. I do not have ESPN app. I do watch it on Roku, though. Like the, hey, the highlights. ESPN app? <laughs> Bad crowd here for that. Oh, so, so, wait a minute. I like that because it rolls off the tongue well. And when I deliver that statement, do I look at them and then just kind of walk away? Or do I stick around for the conversation? No. Drop it and go. Drop and go. Okay. Drop and go. Got it. Because the guy with the cool shoes is going, damn. <laughs> and that's the goal. So they'll either think you know a lot about sports yep. or you have a gambling problem. <laughs> if they think you have a gambling problem, they'll really want to nail you. And you will text me when it's relevant to make that statement because I don't want to do let it me, like two games so. below. Let me tell you if you say that and someone finds you remotely physically attractive, they will be all over you. As long as they have closed toes. I just gave away the keys to the game. 
I, this is the point of the podcast. You don't understand. You are a smart man who have met a lot whoa, of whoa, people. Whoa, whoa. Let's set the bar low. In the I almost podcast. said boy. I almost said boy. Smart you, but boy. But you said intelligent, and I don't want to suggest that I am or am not. You are a knowledgeable person on this topic. Sports, maybe. Sports, maybe. But it's true. You do you do interact with a lot of people here at the Thirsty Owl, and I've you know you observe people, and you're very well read. And you know we'll go through later on on how why I feel you are a, a decent person to speak to about this conversation line. More of a do as I say, do as I do. No, no. As 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 a as a golf coach, which I I fully respect all coaches because you have to have a lot of mental and emotional and physical knowledge to to build a champion, if you will. Yeah. So I I think there's a lot to be said there, and I can't say enough that it's very helpful for women to hear the male perspective, but in an unbiased towards male perspective. Sure. Yeah. Do you like how I just did that? You did. Male perspective in an unbiased Yeah, I will way. Say, I say it like it is on here. I'm not, it's not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to please anyone. I'm just going to, if you ask me no. a question, you're going to get the, you're going to get the facts. You know what I mean? Or not the facts maybe, but my, certainly my take. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, close it out. I know you learned a few things about me probably that you care not to learn, like the toilet situation. Yeah, but I think that's a universal. I think there's a woman on the planet. But it actually happened to me, which species. And, you know, that that, that isn't an issue with. Yeah. I think that's a universe. Like, they talk about that all the time. That's a very pop culture thing. TV shows, movies, they talk about how grumpy they are about the toilet seat. But you, let me ask you this question. Have you fallen into the toilet? This is what I was telling you at minute 37. Yeah, you, you're, you're smaller, you're slighter, it smaller happened. woman. You've fallen into the toilet? Literally with like legs up in the air toilets. It's, it was bad was news. Was this a, a normal sized toilet? Was this like, well, it's, it, the worst part was one of those low ones. So yeah. you thought you had, to, like, rider, huh? you had to like sit fast. Boom. Legs oh, up in the air, uh, splashing water everywhere. Mm, uh, toilet water. Question. Not good. And so did he, had he left or was he, was it a sleepover situation? Can I it, it was, it actually happened as a married person. Uh-huh. So you, you know. So, so here's the question. I want to ask this question before we sign off. Did you wake this person up and say, you son of a bitch? Or did you wait till the morning? Did you not say anything? What happened? I, if anybody knows me, I just swallow it all and I just kind of smile and say, honey, you. can you please next time? Was that time? in the morning? Or was that- Absolutely in the morning. Yeah. I'm, a tap on the I'm, shoulder? Yeah, I'm a nice person. Yeah. I think. I think I'm a nice person. Yeah, no, you absolutely are. Yeah, what, what, what would that have accomplished? Plus, you know? if you tap someone on the shoulder at 2.30 in the morning... They might punch you. Is, well, no, they might think you're... Oh! Looking for a little something. Covered something. in toilet water, I yeah, mean. Yeah, no, no one would have wanted that. No, <laughs> I spared him. So you were the opposite of wanting a round two or <laughs> round one at 2.30 if you just fell in the toilet because you left the toilet seat. Yeah, no scoring that <laughs> night. Like, no scoring that night. for some action after that. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for um, uh, sharing. Yeah. So you don't have to thank me. I think you should thank the people that listen. I think we should thank them and say thanks for listening to the Maiden Voyage, the inaugural version of our podcast. And you don't have to thank me. I'm happy to be here. I think this is fun. And I think, and I think, a big part of this podcast, I want to be like being super honest. And you were a little trepidatious on even doing a podcast, let Correct. alone the first version of the podcast. Correct. And wasn't it more fun and flowing than you thought it would be? I didn't even look at my notes hardly. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Isn't that cool? Is I think this cool. it has some potential. And I, I enjoyed myself and I wanted to tell. Good. And we're going to have guests. In Everyone the would assume there's more than one person that would be listening, but all the humans that listened. Or going to listen. Yeah, or mm-hmm. we're going to, sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to have guests. Mm-hmm. I think we've already had volunteers, even yeah. tonight, yeah. Um, with different perspectives. I mean, there were two bottles of rosé in, but we love you. You know who you are. Sure. And yes, you're going to be a guest, but... Yeah. We're some be- fun people. All different walks of life, all different perspectives and orientations i think it'd be really fun to have a very wide variety of of people on with a wide variety of opinions because ours aren't remotely right they're just ours correct right correct and it's a it's a conversation it's a conversation 
There like are no that. rights or wrongs. I like that. Fair? I'm good with that. All right. Okay. We don't have a cool sign-off just yet. We, really we don't, don't even have a name. That's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. If anyone has any suggestions. That's a good one. Let's figure it out. Let's figure... Ooh. It's a candidate. Do you it's say candidate or candidate? Candidate. Candidate. Correct. Candidate. Because I was taught in the English language. Candidate. People say candidate. Is that, <laughs> is that the same word? The no, same we word? don't say political candidates. You say political yeah, candidate. That might be the first thing we talk about next time. Yes. I think you're full of shit about that. <laughs> So we determine, we're trying note, to figure out whether we're going to go clean or not clean with our podcast. I think you can get away with like saying shit. Maybe not the F word, but ass. Yeah. Maybe we can get away with that. But we'll I try to so. stay away from the Fs. and the. I'll stop mentioning the dating apps by name. I'll do my best to stop that. And it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, right. just like humans. That's right. Mm. Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with it. And Joe, we did not stay under 40 minutes, not even close. That's but okay, too. We'll get them next time. We'll get them next time. Signing right. off. Okay. Okay.